Everybody, welcome to UGA Sports Live podcast. My name is Roddy DeBulsi. I'm joined by Dane Young and Jim Donna, the former Georgia Hall of Fame. Well, not former Hall of Fame. He's still in the Hall of Fame, but former Georgia head football coach and um, the star attraction of our UGA Sports show. Sorry we couldn't do it today at noon. Dane's fault. But we do enjoy having the show at 8 o'clock for our, other, for our nighttime viewers. We know a lot of people work during the day on Tuesday, and I've had a bunch of people say, hey, when you do it at 8 o'clock, I get to watch. I don't normally get to watch it live. I always have to watch the replay. And now I can, uh, when you guys do it at 8, I can join in. So if you are one of those people, we want to see you in the comments. Ask your questions. Say hi in the comments. Tell us where you're watching from. Share this with your friends. Now, you notice I'm not at Classic City Eats. I'm in my office. Trying to do this at 8 o'clock at Classic City Eats in Watkinsville is a tough because that is a, it's loud at lunch. It's really loud at dinner because that place is absolutely packed, especially on Tamale Tuesday. So I didn't think it'd be a good idea for me to go over there. And well, actually, it probably would have been a good idea because then you guys wouldn't have had to. You just mute me the whole time and just listen to Coach. So it would have worked. You out. just want to eat some more. We get it. Like you, you just want to get. Some hey, of I those just go back to New Orleans. I don't think I can eat another bite. So I'm stuffed. <laughs> uh, do want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors: uh, Athens Ford, Europi, Academia Brewing Company, and Dead Soxy. We'll tell you about those folks later in the show. Uh, Coach, I'm going to go straight to you. Uh, we broke some news when I was in New Orleans um, that uh, Rylan Gody, the uh, Georgia tight end, he's out with a uh, knee injury. So you have Brock Bowers out with the uh, labrum issue. You have Darnell Washington out with a foot issue. He just had surgery. Now you're out with Rylan Gody. You're down to like three tight ends. And uh, it wasn't a few weeks ago you were explaining how Georgia likes to two-spot, you know, have two different – sets of plays being run on two different spots. How do you do that with only three tight ends? Well, you can only play one at a time. So one and one's two, you have two spots. So you can do that. You just have a hard time running some game stuff where you have more than two, uh, you know, on the formation, like 12 personnel where you have two tight ends. But, you know, from a standpoint of uh, Gilbert getting more reps is good. And you got Seether who, really has a lot like pool, you know, he's hung around and he knows what to do. He's gained some weight. And then you've got Oscar Delp in here for spring practice. Who's really getting a lot of reps as a young tight end to uh, do some things. And then uh, some of the times you can just go personnel where you don't use tight ends and work on your wide receivers, you know, like three to a group. And so what they'll do is maybe the one group will be down there working on more tight end plays and the other will be at the other end doing things that involve either two backs or maybe uh, I got you. three wide receivers, but they're going to make sure they get plenty of reps. I mean, they, they don't want to <laughs> shortchange any of these guys, but I wanted to make one thing that I like about the show is always hearing about people that listen to it. And my daughter, Tammy has some friends that she plays tennis with, and we've got a really ardent supporter that listens to all our stuff, Bob Anderson that I actually called up and talked to a little bit. He's a tennis player too. And, uh, went to Georgia, fired up his, uh, daughter and, uh, son-in-law to go to all the trips and everything. So I'm sure there's thousands of people out there like Bob, but I just want to say, appreciate your support, Bob and everybody that listens to this and hope they enjoy it. But from my perspective today was a great day because they had kind of a open practice for, uh, law enforcement. And since I'm a, uh, I have a friend up in uh, West Virginia named Sheriff Bill. I went out to practice today because I knew it couldn't have been any worse than Sheriff Bill would make it. So I went out 
<laughs> went out there for a little while today, and I got to see uh, a lot of people that I've been involved with over the years. Not in any uh, that they had arrested me or anything, but these <laughs> these people do. Uh, I don't mean to say it like that, but the the law enforcement and the emergency uh, groups around the state. A lot of Georgia fans there, and it's a great time for them to come up here, see the facilities, uh, have a chance to watch practice, and then go over to the stadium and have a nice dinner tonight. So uh, just Kirby and the staff really appreciate what all these people do. Uh, certainly uh, Josh Brooks, who was a little busier today, introducing his new coach in basketball, which I'm excited about, Coach Abe coming in with her family. And we're, we're all behind anybody in all the sports, but uh, – it's just really good to uh, see that kind of morale out there among all the, the uh, you know, law enforcement because so many of them are Georgia fans and they support us. So it was fun to do that. But, you know, from my perspective, uh, just our team athletically just looks uh, really the kind of guys you like to be on your team, big, fast, can run. And certainly we got some holes we got to fill, but uh, I feel good about going forward what we got and the, the competition out there is always going to be stellar. You know, that's going to be. So hope we got some good questions. Maybe I can do a better job answering tonight since I was disguised as a, a patrolman today. <laughs> well, your hands behind your back. <laughs> Hey, you gave a shout out to uh, to your daughter Tammy. Also, shout out to Todd. Um, happy belated birthday to Todd Donnan. Yeah, hey, that was a that was an awesome weekend for me. Uh, everybody knows that you know most of my family has moved out to Oklahoma now, and my daughter Tammy's over there. But I don't want to get too much about me. But it was good for him to be back, celebrate his fiftieth birthday with with his old man, and uh, Tammy came over too, and Christy, his wife, and it was just a, a good time and. Uh, Todd went out to practice with me on uh, Saturday and got to see Mike Bobo and nice. some of the people that he'd worked with and uh, Ron Corson and Drew Wilson, a lot of those people over there. And he was really uh, blown away by the facilities and uh, just, and certainly one of the first things he asked me is who is number 14? He doesn't know our players like we do, but right. so, so both of y'all know that that's Gilbert, but it's pretty pretty obvious that somebody's asking about him right off the bat. And people had a lot of uh, good things to say about what he did in practice Saturday, and they were certainly right. I mean, he, he's definitely a force out there. Well, when you look at the roster on Georgia Dogs, you do see a new name on there right now, Coach. And uh, Randon Jernigan, baseball player and outfielder for a few years uh, for the Diamond Dogs now on the football team, practicing with them. I was curious, had you ever, when you were coaching, looked around at other sports and say, let, let me see what I can bring over to the, the football practice field and see what they have going on over here? Yeah, I mean, you do it to a certain extent, but most of it's in recruiting where you'll say, you'll tell a guy he can play other sport if, as long as he's making a significant contribution to it. You don't want to have somebody riding a pine over there, but uh, – you know, uh, Randall, he's out there, and he's he's fast guy. I mean, he's got speed, and maybe he'll help us. We need some depth at receiver. And uh, his first play is not take two and hit to right, though. I mean, he's got to learn how to get the jargon down that we got and learn all that stuff. So uh, I really haven't watched him much. I didn't even know about that till yesterday. Maybe I read about it. So I'll do a better job of checking him out. But 
uh, that, that's kind of a unique scenario there. But, you know, Kirby lets anybody that wants to come out. I mean, if they meet the standards, they'll, they'll let them come out there and see if they can help us. And uh, I know he's got bowling over there working a little bit, catching some deep balls today. So, no, he didn't. Uh, he had me hooked. I was falling for it. I'm like, holy shit. Don't do that. Don't, don't mess with me. Uh, Someone on the dog will take you seriously. The SEC, uh, sprinter of the week. Yeah, that guy can fly. And Taysom uh, else can fly is Arian Smith. I mean, they're being real careful about him on the rehab, but he's getting a lot of good reps. And uh, just uh, I'm not going to really talk a lot about what I saw out there, but I really thought that uh, Arian Smith, just different different gauge and uh, the guy that really people take for granted that, you know, everybody hears about A.D. Mitchell and they should, but uh, 84 for us is just a really, really good player. I'm talking about uh, an, an, an SEC type receiver that has just learned so much and it's got such a quick burst and, you know, having Karis Jackson and Rosemary out there and also uh, Blaylock, that gives us some depth too. So, uh, a lot of good things going on there with the uh, skill positions, in my opinion. Yeah, Lad Baconke, uh, 84, we saw him, you know, go couple, take a couple deep balls to that Auburn game, you know, and he hit that guy in stride. He's going to take it to the house. I know uh, yeah, everyone I mean, was talking about A.D. Mitchell, but Lad, or not even deep, just heck, those uh, crossing routes that he just – Right. He's good on that, he and he's very good. He's very – good at uh, engaging people and uh, staying on his blocks too, you know, like a little pit bull there out there fighting them and scratching. You know, I like the way he goes and does about his business and he's always got a smile on his face and good attitude. And uh, the one guy though, that Saturday when I left there just made my mouth feel like Niagara Falls water and was Jalen Carter. I mean, I can't talk enough about Jalen Carter uh, I think everybody on here should get him an NIL and give him $10 million. I mean, good Lord, that guy is just uh, – it's not fair. It's really not fair. Uh, of course, Kirby will say, hey, he's got to work and all. Which he does, he works. But uh, I'm telling you, if you're getting in a line and he looks like he's the next guy in line, you're getting your shoes tied or you're asking the guy to jump in front of you or something because you don't want to go against that guy. <laughs> You, don't, you do not want to go against Jalen Carter. If you do, you're crazy. And if you're crazy enough to Oklahoma go – Oklahoma drills turn a lot of football players into basketball players. When you see Jalen yeah. Carter over there, you're like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, we, can, we can talk all night about different things, but when, when you say a prayer tonight and be thankful for things, just be thankful we got that guy. Good Lord. I mean <laughs> – it's funny you say that. I asked somebody on my drive back yesterday who'd been to a practice. I'm like, all right, who stood out to you the most? He's like, Jalen Carter is the best player on Georgia's football team. I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, that I've ever seen. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he's among the best. I mean, he's among the best that's been here in, on the defensive front without question. Uh, well, my guy's only been here two years, so I'm just saying, but that was that was quite the endorsement. So. And he's uh, he practices hard, and he works hard, good attitude, and very athletic. So, but what's the thing that what's the thing that you're hearing in this NFL draft process that Georgia has three first round defensive linemen, and Jalen well, Carter you know, is better than all of them. We'll find out here. We're going to have Daniel Jeremiah on in about the next 10 days, and he's going to give us the whole rinky-dink uh, down to the real uh, nitty-gritty. And uh, 
but I think all three certainly have enhanced herself and nobody's skyrocketed any more than uh, Walker. Just incredible the way he's uh, tested out. And, and, you know, defensive players, they can really run and have length. Uh, they're just like hard to find in the NFL. I mean, you look at Leonard Floyd, what he's doing up there, uh, very similar guy, but uh, maybe a little, you know, weighs a little more uh, in Carter. And I can just see him being a real force for any team and uh, he'll, he'll jump in there and do well. There's legitimate buzz that Trayvon Walker could be the first overall pick in the NFL draft. Yeah, before uh, I want to mention that. Buzzing that, Brent Rollins. <laughs> the no, Brent, the, hey, I like Brent, but I mean, first round, first guy chosen. Are you serious? I'm telling you, I'm, I'm seeing it out there. Yeah, uh, actually, Coach, uh, we had a question came in from Dog in France. You remember he uh, dropped or she dropped a question last uh, week. And the question was, uh, was two-parter. It says, why would anyone draft Aiden Hutchinson over Trayvon Walker? And what about the talk of Walker going number one overall? So, yeah, that, that talk's out there. I, mean, I could see him I could see him um, going over Hutchinson. But, you know, and Hutchinson's ranked high. But, I mean, who's got the first pick, Jaguars? Yes, it's Jaguars and then Lions. Yeah. Uh, they need about 50 picks of people. <laughs> uh, I, I I'm all for Walker. I, I really think he's a fantastic player. But if he goes, I mean, and certainly Hutchinson, we're, we're down on him because we watched Jamari just uh, Salyer dominate him, and Michigan just didn't do anything against us. So uh, particularly on the pass rush, he made a good little play on a screen pass. But uh, but he dominated the Big Ten. I mean, he had a great year, and he can run and jump and. Uh, we'll see, but you know, I like that guy from Oregon too. I think he's really good. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Thibodeau, yeah, that's good. That's why you're on the show, Damon. Uh, Dane, you're real good on the stuff. So, uh, but we'll see. It's going to be fun uh, that draft night from Vegas. I mean, that's going to be awesome. I don't know if Kirby's going out there, but I got to think he's got to go out there and be in that green room with all those guys. I mean, I don't put any pressure on him, but that's going to be a good infomercial for UGA football for sure. I think we need to go out there and cover this. Yeah, let's go cover it. Yeah, uh, hey, uh, go get a little uh, surf and turf at Caesars. We can do that. Uh, if uh, I go out there, I'm going to Joe Stonecrab. There you go. Oh, yeah. I, you told me about them. But I, uh, in answer to your question, Dog in France, I don't know why anybody would take uh, Hutchinson over Trayvon Walker. I, I get it uh, for the speed, but I thought Trayvon Walker during the uh, drills and the uh, numbers he put up at the combine outperformed Hayden Hutchinson. So yeah, here's the deal, though, that everybody needs to understand: he hasn't played the same position. He has not played an outside rush technique, although he lines up in certain personnel where he would be the outside guy. But he's more of an inside-down guy in college, although he could be an outside line, and he tested for outside linebacker. So that's why Hutchinson's rated ahead of him. He's got a lot more tape and has a lot more sacks and has played a lot more reps. But just as far as pure testing, I mean, this guy is five-beta kappa on a – you can't say anything else about him except wow. And we talked about being wow the whole time. Uh, he, he, when we were recruiting him, when he's playing basketball down there, and he's thinking about maybe even playing basketball in college. So, uh, 
you know how I feel about basketball players and, and yeah. track athletes. I'm, I'm always for them, uh, particularly as a football lineman. That shows they can really move and run and jump. So, But uh, let's talk about this year's team, though. We, we've had enough about the draft. Well, uh, we'll get one more question about last year's team coach is, uh, from Sarah. She says, when does this team go to the White House? I have no idea. Well, they had it set for a couple of times, but Biden has forgotten about it. So I don't know. Oh. Woo! I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to get on Ben Shapiro's show. No, I don't know. I don't know. I think they need to go, though. That's a that's a that's a great thing. I, we were supposed to go uh, when I was at Marshall and uh, got screwed up a little bit about the. We had to pay our own way, which was hard for us to do, so we didn't get to go. But uh, I, I think they should go for sure. I, I mean, good Lord, that's a good photo op for anybody. Well, you talked about the good uh, you know, Kirby Smart being out there in Vegas in that green room with all his Bulldogs out there getting drafted. You know, him standing there next to the President of the United States, holding, presenting him with the jersey and all those big boys standing behind him, that's another great photo shoot. So Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. all like that. Uh, we got another question from Russell and Evans. I wonder if I know that. I don't know. So, uh, who replaces Nicobe Dean and is Dan Jackson on scholarship now? I will answer you know, the I, last question about I Dan think Jackson. Dan Jackson said he wasn't, but he is not. Uh, I'm sure that that'll trans. It's kind of like Bob Lesney last spring. You know, they That's put a good point. And that it's just a timing factor. But these guys get. You know they get food and they get uh, they get the cost of living and all that and certainly he's probably qualifies for the hope scholarship but he's certainly deserving of it and a very good player I mean not just to fill in he's a dang good player and I'm glad he's on our team and as far as the linebackers uh, you know we've got uh, Dumas coming back number ten. Uh, is it Dumas Johnson? Is that his full name? Or how, yeah, yeah, so Dumas Johnson. He he makes plays. He's around the ball. He's very good pass defender, and he's aggressive. Uh, we got Small London. I mean, how how you pronounce his name? Uh, Munden coming back. He's been hurt a little bit. You got Sorry. You got uh, got the kid uh, uh, Jalen Walker. Number eleven is outstanding. We talked about. Unfortunately, C.J. Washington had a very serious injury here last week, and uh, it's definitely up in the air about him playing. Um, so we'll just have to see, but I'm just thankful that he's okay. I mean, anytime you sustain any uh, kind of injury to the head and neck area, it's just very uh, scary. But hopefully uh, he's going to be okay. And uh, so we'll be okay at linebacker. Uh, we're going to be okay on defense. I mean, you know, two years ago, we lost four guys in the top 92. Uh, and everybody – plus we had five guys drafted at the secondary and lost two guys in the transfer portal. So, I mean, things didn't look too great last spring. People weren't talking about this being a nuclear defense and it ended up being. So, I think this defense is going to be good, I mean, real good. I talked about all those defensive linemen in the draft, and you look around, and there's Jermaine Johnson, one of the transfers, that's also up there too, and and he couldn't play as much as he wanted to at Georgia. I mean, that's Wait, Jermaine the Johnson was. and 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 Brent Cooks, Cox, uh, down at Florida, uh, working on jumping offside this spring, see if he can <laughs> set the record. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I like Coach After Dark. <laughs> uh, good player, but the guy jumps offside a lot now. I mean, really does. Hey, jumping that snap down, baby. When it works, it works. I get it. But you're right. That's a thing. You bring up those guys that imagine if they've they been on the team still. And you could have had Cade Mays out there on the offensive line as well. So we uh, earlier this morning, we published the uh, revisionist history of Georgia's 2018 signing class. That was the 2018 signing class that had eight different offense, uh, eight different five star players in it. Mm-hmm. And best signing class Georgia's ever had in the rivals rankings, you know, and the, that was those eight five stars matched the previous five years combined. They had it all in one class and six of the top 12 guys in that class transferred. So you take your star guys and you lose half of them in the top 12 of that class. But four years later, that signing class delivers you a national championship, which just shows you how important recruiting is. And yeah, that's right. that, you, know, you guys got like Luke Ford and, uh, Fields and Cade Mays and Cox and uh, just a lot of good players, but you always got good players playing too. So I like to talk more about the ones that are here. So yeah. well, and the way that Patrick Garvin re-ranked it, and I think he's right, the number one player in that class looking back now is three star Jordan Davis. Yeah, Jordan, uh, Jordan and Channing Tindall, uh, some good players. So yeah. we got some new questions here. Are you going to do a commercial or what are we going to do? Now, I'm going to mention one of our new, uh, excuse me, one of our sponsors. I want to mention the guys at uh, Dead Soxie because they have a neat program coming up for the UGA sports folks. And basically, it's going to be, I'm not sure which, we haven't decided which uh, series it's going to be, but they're going to have a home run discount for baseball. So basically, for every home run that Georgia hits over the three days, say they're taking on a, Texas A&M or Vandy or Florida, whoever, whichever series it's going to be. We haven't uh, set down the series yet, but they are going to um, basically every time Georgia hits a home run, you get 10% off on your socks. Now they're going to have to finish that out at like, or limited like 60%. They can't do 10 home runs. Everybody gets free socks. Although you can, if you go to their website, sign up, just give me your e- name and email address and you get a free pair of socks. You can try them. But if you want to get those cool uh, Georgia socks with the, you know, the Georgia logo with the uh, uh, red and uh, white and black, red, silver, black on them and all the stripes and all the cool uh, styles, you can get that from our friends at Dead Soxy. But I'll tell you, when that promo hits, we'll let you know ahead of time. So be sure to watch and you know, keep an eye on those baseball games and be rooting for a Georgia to hit home runs. Three home runs over the three days, 30% off. Ten home runs over the uh, three days, 60% off. So Get uh, they're gonna have to up to sixty percent off, and I'm gonna try to work make it so that we they go up against a team with crappy pitching. So let's fi- find uh, which which team has the worst pitching and set it up for that weekend. So uh, shout out to our friends at Dead Soxy. Also want to mention our friends over at about uh, Dead Soxy too. Those socks because I'm from Burlington, North Carolina, the hosiery capital of the world. I'm not talking about of the United States, hosiery capital of the world. So I don't know a lot about some things on clothes and everything, but socks I do. And I'm just telling you, these socks are the real deal. They'll stay up. They'll last. And uh, what I liked about them, they gave me a couple pairs. So I liked them even better because they were free, <laughs> but no, but they're, they're really good socks. And even though I'm not supposed to, I, I'm supposed to be objective and everything realistically. I mean, you can't get a better pair of socks for the price 
they're going to last you. And also wear your school colors. I don't think they actually have the logo on them because that would be an infraction, but uh, they do have the colors. And, no, I'm not uh, going to, I'm not, they're not, they, I'm not going to get in trouble with the CLC folks. There's a logo of the state of Georgia with the stripes going through right. the colors. So. Yeah, we there was a football to, player wearing red. Today we, can arrest you. I say. we got a lot of people in town that's got the APB out for you that heard you just got back <laughs> in New Orleans. But seriously, that's good plan. And what's, what are you going to tell us about the other one? I was going to tell you, the folks over at Academia Brewing Company, they have a, a neat uh, event coming up. It's a stand-up comedy show on Thursday, April 21st. So uh, about three weeks from uh, this coming Thursday. So it's so going to be a big event out there. The tickets, you can, or the pre-sale tickets are already up and running. Swing by the Academia, Academia website or go by their Academia Facebook page. And I always tell people to go by the Facebook page because that's where they always have all the uh, notes about uh, – the you know, Trivia Tuesday, which is going on tonight. Uh, the, they have the new uh, bandanas for dogs out there with all the Academia logos on them. They have all the new beers because they constantly have new beers coming up. So check out their new uh, beer selections they have on their website and all the gear and all the uh, special events they have out there. So hit them bandanas up. Bandanas for dogs. Yeah, they have little cute little uh, pup bandanas, you know, the little – you know, when you always see the golden retriever with the red bandana on it, well, they got black ones for the academia on it, and they look really sharp because they have the best logos out there with the uh, Athena uh, logos and such. From Again, it's a Greek motif all through Academia uh, Brewing Company. That's just because uh, they're in the classic city. So we, I give them a shout-out for what they do. I, yeah. uh, hit us up with some of those questions, Dane. Yeah, so uh, we have one that came in here into the uh, chat here from Facebook. This is from Ben McCullough, who says he's been a member of the dog vent since 2002. Can't think wow. of enough for that, Ben. 20 uh, years. He said, here's my question for the night. Obviously, quarterback helps recruit offensive players for their class and the two classes afterwards. What position on defense can do the same thing? And have you seen Georgia have success in creating that? So what's a player on defense or a position on defense that you can recruit and it helps you kind of build out the rest of your class? Well, one of the things you try to do as the coach is uh, sell the concept that we're a team defense, that we've got guys that supplement each other. Our uh, people up front are kind of space heaters, eaters that take up the blocks and set things up for the linebackers. But we also do a good job of, putting a lot of pressure on the offensive front with our different stunts and everything. And then you sell the secondary on, you're going to be get some pass rush where you're not on an Island by yourself all the time and having to defend. So it's more of a team oriented thing there as compared to a quarterback kind of being a Pied Piper, you know, attracting players to play with them that can catch the ball or run and all that. But I would say a guy like McCoby Dean would get people, you know, a really good linebacker that, you know he's going to be the quarterback of the defense. It's going to run uh, what you want to do. And, and, you know, but you really sell your history uh, and from Kirby's perspective, just the fact that they've got uh, so many guys playing in the league that he's coached going back to Florida State through all the way through Alabama and all that. So with the team concept and the scheme concept, uh, everybody wants Kirby and all the defensive coaches to come to these clinics and, talk about the scheme we use, which is multi-dimensional and runs a lot of different looks and three-man front, four-man front, all those different kind of looks and uh, all the pressures that they can get off the different angles of uh, 
off their nickel and dime defense. So it, it's a good concept and, and maybe not quite as individualized as quarterback. Uh, yeah, I think Tupper's a lot of it also has to do with personality because if you have a guy like a Richard LeCount who came in and was just like the uh, ringleader, you know, of uh, bringing in guys to come with him, you know, uh, even even Dallin, Devin Bellamy, who, you know, kind of signed later in the uh, signing, you know, class, he was recruiting guys to come to Georgia, you know, there are certain guys that just uh, it's not so much to me when it, on defense. It's not so much position as his personality. Gerald Shepard says, coach, that his wife is from Burlington, worked in the mills there. So Gerald never had to buy a pair of socks when dating or after they got married. <laughs> Who said that? Gerald Shepard? Gerald yeah. Shepard. Hey, good move there. I mean, uh, you get those free socks from uh, from the mills, you know, uh, they bring them out. I know I hate to say this, but I'm talking about myself. But when I was from Burlington and I used to take those uh, – gold cup socks that they had there and get the uh, the ones that were you know that weren't the first line kind and the, you know kind of the misfits and take them down to nc state and sell them out of the back of my car and i <laughs> take the hose from over there to haynes excuse me kaiser roth and sell them those girls over at meredith and uh, it was good good money back then i, I liked it I, I was a bootleg socks and uh hosiery salesman Got a couple questions. I learn something uh, new about you every week, Coach. Every week we learn something new. I mean, you could take them right out of there. Uh, you know, they people were, were starving for them. I'm going to pair a couple of these questions together. So ujalum 95 on Twitter, Easy Chair from the Dog Vent, uh, want to know about Georgia's backup quarterback position, the strengths, weaknesses of Beck, Vandergrift, and uh, what you think will be the quarterback number two spot heading into the season. Who's got the higher ceiling? Um, and both of them ended with, if coach is willing to address the, the question. So it's like, hey, some, people are, some people are like scared to talk about quarterback. Put your, put, your, put your recorder on here. Here's the thing about spring practice. You want to get your team ready to play uh, and see who can play uh, and be effective uh, going into fall camp. And you need to, to know how they're going to react to pressure. And part of the deal is let them work with the first team. So, because you, you're playing with the best players out there and you're getting the most help. So we know what Stetson can do. I mean, we do, but I'm talking about the coaches know what Stetson Bennett can do. He's been around. He's done, he's won a national championship. But you want to find out what these other guys can do playing with uh, against the better defenses but with a good supporting cast. So uh, Beck is taking very good – uh, care of the ball. He knows how to run the offense. He's a, more of a drop back quarterback. He's got a good arm. He's got a good feel for the game. Uh, he knows how to run the offense and he's had a pretty productive spring from what I've seen a couple times I was out there and he's he's benefiting from those uh, reps. As far as uh, Vandergrift, the local guy from Prince Avenue, has made tremendous strides. I'm talking about just very confident out there compared to last spring when he was just learning the offense, trying to get everything under control. And, you know, he was looking at several quarterbacks ahead of him, among which was JT Daniels and all these other guys. So he wasn't getting many reps. Now he's getting a lot of chances out there with the twos and some with the ones. He's a very quick guy, very competitive. Uh, you know, he's kind of like a Joe Cap type guy you know he'll run over people if he's got a chance to 
and he can run on the outside. He's very, very physical. So I really like his uh, makeup. I like his demeanor, the way the players react around him. They got a lot of confidence in him. And uh, either one of those guys could fill in very ably for uh, for Stetson Bennett. And then uh, Gunnar Stockton's benefiting from coming in after playing in a, a very – uh, competitive situation throughout his high school career, particularly in the summer with all the different leagues he played in uh, with all the good players in the state, seven on seven, but very uh, quick with his release. He knows where to go with the ball. He's kind of a, what you expect out of a coach's son, just like Vandergriff's dad saw him out there today. Uh, you know, you, when you're a coach's son, you live and breathe football inside and out and, uh, I've been impressed with Stockton, just the fact that he can jump in there and knows what to do, makes very few mental mistakes, and we've got a good quarterback room right now. I like all these guys as far as they're supplementing the starting quarterback, but make no mistake about it, Stetson Bennett, uh, when, they, when he's in there, it's just a different vibe. I mean, he knows everything. He can move on the perimeter. He can throw the deep ball. He's got tremendous confidence in himself. The players believe in him, and you know, we're going we're gonna to rock and roll on offense. I mean, we got some really good players. I mean, when your third team top tight end is a five-star player and your second team tight end is a five-star player and your first team tight end is a five-star player, you're not playing on the same team. Oh, you are. University of <laughs> We got all three of those guys, not to mention A.D. Mitchell on the perimeter. We just talked about. Uh, the other guys that can catch the ball, and we got some really big old boys in the offensive line that are fighting for their jobs. I mean, the first team guys are good, second team guys are pushing their ass out there. So, our offense will be really good. Hey, Coach, we got to hear from uh, Devin Willett today for I think maybe for the first time. So uh, he and Xavier Truss actually got uh, some uh, uh, screen Both time. Very articulate, weren't they? Oh, absolutely. Uh, two two of our favorite interviews. So. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, they're they both good kids and uh, come from the north. Uh, Massive kids, too. <laughs> but, uh, Devin Willard, Shaq. I mean, he's big, big. Uh, you know, he's the only guy out there that looks like Mims as far as just both of them. I guess it's Ernest Green is big and this Hood guy, the, the new – I don't mean this Hood. I mean, the kid's name's Hood. <laughs> Uh, good it's really good player. Uh, you know gonna be good he's just kind of get his body going with his age and everything but six nine I mean massive guy I mean looks like Andre the Giant I mean just huge and uh but he's bigger than Mims but uh you talk about somebody good on his feet and smart got good grades I mean He's got over 3.5 after a year and a half at school here. So, I mean, guy's knocking it out. Mims, he's had a little problem here with a concussion here the last week and a half or so, but he'll be back out there soon. And another thing that I thought that I'd tell you is on Thursday, Kirby's having the faculty over uh, for, uh, you know, the same kind of open practice to let them see what's going on and and uh, interact with the uh, – you know, out there and see the players and all. I, I think it'll be good for a lot of the faculty to come out there. And I'm sure that plenty of them will talk on the dog then about what they saw. Because no, that never happens. Yeah, there'll be there'll be a disclosure there. Those people, they'll come back and give you plenty of scoop. 
Hey, that, that would that would never happen that people go to a closed practice and then come to the dog event and tell us everything that went down. Yeah, that, that, that only happens on days that ends in Y. Yeah, well, they'll do it. But that's okay. We can we can handle that and uh you know that that helps Kirby out too because he, he minds his P's and Q's what he says out there. That'll be good. I want to doesn't help when you uh say, hey. Can this guy get a little extra credit, or can this guy get a little extra time to turn that in? He had a long practice. We had a long travel. Oh, right. They don't do that. But what they do do is just, uh, you know, just want you to know that they'll, they'll have a little bit of a – they'll take them on tour facilities, but they'll talk about their, their academic situation and how they try to do, and all they want is just cooperation from the standpoint if a guy's not doing what he needs to do, we'd like to know it, you know, but we're not asking for anything special. But – it's easier to reach out to somebody and meet them halfway than meet you halfway if you're trying to, you know, make it easier for them to come to practice and explain what the faculty tickets are like and if you want to get them. And, uh, and it's a plus the head coach has got a master's degree from this university. So that's pretty cool. Now, hey, uh, my wife's been through it so teaching at the college level. There's lots of times where she has basketball players, baseball players, and stuff like that. They have to miss class or miss a test, and it's it is all about cooperation and communication. As long as she knows ahead of time that a guy's you know part of a you know the tennis team is going to be out of town that Tuesday when the test is being given, you know you work to get either get give given ahead of time or get it right when he gets back. You know, the teachers, uh, if they feel like they're working with them, yeah, it, it works a lot easier. And hey, we've, had, we've had very few stories where we've had to break about a kid being academically ineligible. Yeah, so knock on wood, that continues. But there's been it's been a while. So Amazing how, how good they do because it's a tough school. Yeah, it really is. Hey, shout out to Rylan Godey, too. He's a, a student in the sports media program that I work at as my day job. And he injured his knee. And last week, he was still out at the UGA golf course covering the Liz Golf Tournament. So it's a women's golf tournament for college golfers all in the country. And he was out there in the golf cart covering uh, the best he could. So um, Good for you know, Rylan. That's good. Not letting stuff get in his way. I wanted to mention real fast, Coach, on quarterbacks because I wrote a column on UGASports.com over the weekend. Just two things. The people that I talk to tell me that Vandergriff at least has a, a super high ceiling in the potential RPO game. So essentially every team is trying to some extent replicate what LSU did in that crazy 2019 season where Joe Burrow just kind of rewrote the record books. And offenses at least want to have that in their arsenal and that Vandergriff, because of his physical running, that's a differentiator if he can get everything else under, uh, you know, like it needs to be. The other thing is I think people – Keep going. Go I'll, I'll, no, I'll, go ahead. So there's a difference between RPO and zone read. Uh, he, You know, uh, Beck can run the RPOs. I mean, it's either a run or if it's not a run, you throw it. Beck can do that. But what Vandergriff can do is keep the ball on a, on a zone read and, and do things like that. And he played in a high school offense. It was a lot like that. So you're, you're right in a way, but uh, don't shortchange Beck. He's good on the RPO game too. That's an important correction. And I, uh, you've coached more ball than I have, so I'll trust you more than myself. Uh, <laughs> no, I was not trying to be smart, Alec, but I'm just – You uh, are smart, Alec. You, you were – What's yeah. the second thing here? The second point is I think people are already forgetting 
how effective and magnificent Stetson, magnificent Stetson Bennett was in the college football playoff. So I went back and looked back at the last four years of the college football playoff, and essentially Stetson Bennett replicated almost to a T what Trevor Lawrence did four years ago to win the national championship. And I just don't think people see that on the same level. Anybody that doesn't see that has got rose-colored glasses on and really not – or is really drunk or yeah. on some bad drugs. The, the, the last two games that he had – Except for a little bit there. Except for three quarters of that championship game where it just well, he, he didn't do bad in the first first half. He just had some mental errors by our team. But but listen, uh, I'm tired of getting on the high horse about him, and uh, we'll have a lot of things to talk about next year on these shows and all. But Stetson Bennett, it's not going to be one of the issues. I can tell you that uh, we might not be as strong in the secondary, or we might. Not have the depth at linebacker, but we'll have as good a quarterback as anybody in the SEC. You know, maybe not quite as good as Bryce Young, but he was better than him in one of the games last year. So we'll see how that goes. But we yeah, don't. The, the question's don't, out there, Coach, because like we had a UJL on ninety five, who's a fantastic supporter of our show, and he he has he had a question. He says he keeps hearing that Beck is outplaying Bennett in spring practice. Is there any truth to it? You know and he asked you to compare Beck and Brock, which you've already done. But I, I, I wanted to emphasize the fact that, yeah, when you hear guys running with the ones in spring. Here's the deal. Here's the indicative deal. of. Read, read, my, read my lips. Read my lips. A-E-I-O-U. Read my lips. Slowly, but surely. He's definitely having a good spring. He's running with the ones. He's getting a chance. Vandergriff's running with the ones he's getting a chance all part of the plan by coach Munkin and Kirby smart. So anything that he's doing, looking good out there is predetermined by our coaching staff trying to build him up. It's not that he's beating Stetson out. It's easy to beat him out when Stetson's over there with a clipboard, uh, having a chew or something. Okay. So, uh, they don't do that in practice. No, I mean, you know, but I, I don't know if he does or not. But it, it's just uh, – I'm really overreacting and acting like a really smart aleck there. But I am telling you that he has had a good spring. Yeah, so has Van de Graaff. great news for all three of them. So that's, that's my point. Is Predetermined, though. Yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of people hear that he's going with the ones and these uh, Facebook oh. groups and uh, – other people they're like they go they get all excited about it. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is part of, this is the game plan. Let it go, folks. He's going but, with the ones. Hey, he's going with the ones. Um uh let me tell you something. Gilbert's playing with the threes. Oh, don't trust that. Oh, so see there's gonna be you know starting tight end, is what you're saying. You know, he's, over. you know why he's playing with the threes? That's Kirby Smart. He's making he's letting Seether and Goaty and Goaty got hurt. So now Gil, Gilbert's with the twos. Delta. But I'd have to think Gilbert would beat Seether out. But I'm telling you, it's just a fair system. You know, you let yeah. you guys – we haven't even had – read my lips again. <laughs> Saturday, 12 o'clock, April what, 1st or 2nd? 2nd. Is the first full contact scrimmage we've had. Everything else has been, duh. I mean, Bud. so – We'll see what happens, but the only way Stetson won't be the quarterback is if something happens to him uh, 
you know, physically, I hope it doesn't. But, I mean, I hate to even talk about that. But there, there is nothing to this. I mean. You know, it's, it's, people forget well, because they hear it and they make an assumption. Uh, my father, have a question from Damon. Well, well let's, say, get... let's say this. Keely Ringo's not running all the reps with number one. Yeah. So he's getting his ass beat out. <laughs> the striking thing to me. Well, we're going to have people cutting themselves, Coach. You need to stop it. The no, I mean, I'm me. just saying they don't. I mean, I don't. I don't no, have enough. Right. I don't have enough to say about practice because I don't go. I did go a couple of times, but I'm not going to say about what's going on. But I am going right. to tell you that let's don't make any definitive decisions about UGA depth chart right now. Our depth chart is is very fluid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we. They've seen the uh, machinations they've had on the offensive line. I don't know that uh, Ernest Green is your number two left tackle right now, but that's where we've seen him or heard about him lined up. So, uh, yeah, but, I mean, yeah. it's easy easy line up there when some guys aren't out there. Yeah. I mean, so <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's go on to something else here. I might have to take a break and go somewhere else after this. I'm, I'm getting some acid reflux. Too. <laughs> the the thing that stood yeah. out in well, looking at the last four national championship <laughs> quarterbacks. To me, you're talking eight games in college football playoffs, the last four national champions, Burrow, Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Stetson Bennett, zero interceptions in eight games. That's pretty good. Turnovers, man. Uh, speaking of somebody who will be catching some of those passes and not turnovers, we had a question from Damon UGA. Uh, I don't think that's Damon Evans, but maybe it is. He says, uh, how is Arik Gilbert looking, and what is the latest on Arch Manning? I don't know Eric Gilbert. I know Eric Gilbert, but uh, <laughs> uh, he's he's good. We had his brother. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm happy about the way Gilbert. You know, he he had a tough fall, and he had to make some adjustments. And I thought our medical staff did a really good job with him. It's in the past. He's he's a very intelligent player. Football acumen is there. You can tell him something. You watch him jump around. He knows what to do. They're doing a lot of formations. He never gets yelled at for missing something. Uh, I think he's – I mean, there's a Niner, 49er, gold miner. This guy is a gold mine player to me. I mean, just generational type player. I mean, you got probably nobody in UGA history will ever have a chance to see two guys like Brock Bowers and him in the same lineup, and then you had Big O in there, too. I mean, it's not fair. Right. Uh, he has lost some weight since when he reported kind of heavy, and from what I've been told, he dropped about 30 pounds. So Yeah, but they'd like for him to gain some now if he's not going to be a wide receiver. Oh, I, I didn't even think about that, yeah. I, I, he could handle 270 in a New York minute. Wow. He's got about a nine-month job interview here because it, at what his potential is – NFL draft, he'll be right up there at the top next year. Uh, no question. And, uh, and I, I saw Brock out there today. Uh, hours, I said, "How's it going?" He said, "I'm doing a lot of running. I'm moving around good. Uh, you know, it's feeling good. But uh, you know, just process. You got to wait with the labrum. But uh, he he looks good. I mean, he doesn't look drawn like a guy that's had you know the kind of surgery something like. But he he looks good." Yeah, and as for the uh, Damon's question about Arch Manning, you know, he's uh, Arch 
is the number one player in the nation. And folks, are not that's not just based on name recognition. Arch Manning is a real deal. So he's a top quarterback. Uh, everybody wants him. He just visited Athens. And according to his coach, uh, his coach says he loves Athens and he just had a great visit. He had a great game day experience. He likes the pro-style offense. He's big on uh, Coach, coach Munkin's offense. So uh, this is from his head coach. It takes he, The guy takes a lot of questions after Arch goes to, you know, takes a visit. Yeah, I mean, he's been to Texas last weekend. He's going to Alabama. And, yeah. uh, you know, we've talked about it on the show. His dad's kind of a football junkie type. They like to watch cut-ups. They like to go into meetings with the coaches. Uh, Munkin's perfect for that. I mean, he's – he, you know, watches tape a lot, just like any coordinator does. So, uh, I think it's going to be – a uh, very difficult situation to to sign him at any school because of all the competition that everybody's going to have. But uh, I would say, in my mind, you know, Alabama is somebody we got to beat, and they got to beat us too. Texas, I don't know why you go there. The last time they won anything, Caesar was going over the Rubicon, so I don't know. Uh, Smoking like a Sooner. Well, I mean, you know how I feel about Texas. I know you do. A little bit better than you feel about Oklahoma State. They haven't even had any guys drafted, even in the in the Army. Uh, they haven't had anybody <laughs> on the team drafted for the Army. But uh, this – terrible. Texas is terrible. I mean, why would, why would you want to go there with your sporting cast is going to be so bad? Plus, A&M's on fire right now recruiting. Uh, you see all the good players at A&M are – getting from the state and everywhere else. And you just don't see that from Texas. They're having a decent recruiting year, but they just paid a guy a lifetime contract at Quinn Ewers to come there to be the quarterback. And he's a Texas guy. But I would say if my, my money's on us or Alabama. Yeah. I, I a lot of people want to say he's committed here. He's silently committed there. This is the leader. That's the leader. I'm telling you folks, just, a lot of people. Yeah, Who are you talking to? Somebody down to bars or what? I talked to a lot of people when I was in New Orleans this past weekend. I'm just letting you know that uh, a lot of people think they know what's going on with him. I'm just saying that with the Manning family, this is not a lot. Yeah, that's good. Decision. I agree. I agree. I didn't, I didn't realize that you went out to eat with the Archie Manning and uh, eh, all those people. Hey, Arch good. took you out, and of course, y'all y'all bet a little bit on the craps, and that yeah. was good. Okay. Went to Harris, you know, wound up at Rick's Cabaret. Yeah, that's where he dropped some knowledge there. <laughs> okay. What we got next? We sent Roddy down on a seek and destroy mission in New Orleans. and I, I, I did see a seek and destroy kid. A coach, I saw a kid named Jakeem Stewart. He is an eighth grader. Six foot five, 280 pounds. Georgia offered him last year as a seventh grader when he came to camp. Quarterback? No, uh, defensive end. <laughs> the kid had a bum foot. He hurt his ankle. They taped, they put 18 rolls of tape around it. He had a busted finger. He was having he had it in a bag of ice. And he went up against a bunch of 2023 and 2024 offensive linemen and just whooped all their asses. Really? Like, Holy crap. This kid is a savant. So, Jakeem awesome. Stewart. Keep an eye on him. Uh, speaking of uh, eating good food, like I did this past weekend in New Orleans, I want to mention our friends over at uh, Your Pie. They do a great job with all their custom pizzas. You go into a Your Pie location, you pick what type of crust you want. They, you know, they have a uh, white wheat cauliflower. You know, if you want to do 
the keto style. Uh, then you tell them what type of sauce you want. You tell them all the different cheeses you want, and then all the toppings. And you can put as many toppings on it as you want. You can get their uh, the, their house pizzas. You know, they have different styles, the Ishka, the Southern Heat, you know, the Nat, all the ones that uh, they're kind of famous for. But you can get a custom one made. And it's not like every time you put a new topping on it, it's an additional dollar seventy five, like some of these other uh, locations or other uh, restaurants. Put as many on there as you want. If you want a few more olives, add more olives. If you want peppers, put those on there. Then they're going to turn around, stick it in a super hot oven, which is going to make that crust amazing. You go pay. You get your drink. You know, by the time you sit down, you're not there three minutes. They bring out a hot, freshly made pizza for you. Or it's a fresh salad, you know, or it's a fresh uh, sandwich, or it's a fresh pasta. So they have all these great uh, foods there that you can customize to within an inch of their life. And it is a great experience, and I think you'll love it. And Always try to order, you know, use the app, do it on a Tuesday and you'll get double points. And those points add up fast for free pizzas, free breadsticks, free gelato, uh, free drinks. So do that. Also want to mention our other sponsor as Athens Ford. They have over uh, 210 vehicles on their lot currently. The reason I mentioned that, and I've seen them have up to 1,300 vehicles on the lot, uh, but they still have over 200 on the lot right this minute because uh, if you listen to Dave Ramsey or some of these other folks, they will tell you if you can avoid buying a car right now, uh, the market is really bad. And I, I never try to go against uh, Clark Howard or uh, Ramsey or a guy like that. But sometimes, A, you have to have one or B, you know, it's like, is there an exception to the rule? And our friends at Athens Ford are the exception to the rule because you can go over there and get a great deal on the vehicles. They actually have them in stock. You don't have to go to 47 different places trying to find a vehicle. They have them and they are still wheeling and dealing because they know that if they take care of you now when the market is really tight for a used car or a new car, when the market opens up a lot more, you will, you will remember that and go back to them. Uh, Brian Clower and the folks over at Athens Ford, they are big on customer service. They are going to take care of you. They're huge, huge, huge Georgia fans. You can probably get a great deal in a car because they're still uh, – walking on clouds from Georgia's national championship. You tell them, hey, I'm going to give you 50 bucks for that car. They'll probably take it. They're just so damn excited. So hit up our friends at Athens Ford. They will take great care of you and uh, let them know that uh, the folks at UGA Sports sent you. Let's do a bit of a rapid fire from the questions at ugasports.com. Coach, you were talking about cornerbacks. Gilbert Peterson wants to know how you would size up the competition at cornerback opposite Keely Ringo. Do any of those guys stand out? Yeah, I think we got some good competition there. Uh, first of all, we got pullback. You can play Star, who's a you know a journeyman guy that's been around, knows what to do. You've got Nylon Green, who was played a little bit last year, uh, coming in here, uh, is very athletic, uh, maybe just a little bit stiff, but uh, pretty good flopping his hips and pretty physical. Uh, also got uh, uh, the kid from. Uh, uh, Tuscaloosa, uh, 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 Kamari Lasseter, who is very good cover guy. Uh, he's going to help us. Uh, but we picked up uh, Everett as a young guy that got in here at the spring uh, from IMG that was going to Clemson and then changed his mind when Venables left. I mean, I think he's going to be a force there. And then we've got Singletary and Humphrey coming in, two really good players that highly recruited that'll help us uh and we'd probably pick up somebody in the portal too but a little bit inexperienced there uh but at the same time 
some talented guys that can jump out there and uh, and cover. And I'm really excited about the new coach. Fran's doing a good job. He's a good technique guy. He's a no-nonsense guy. He does a really good job of teaching, and he's uh, right on top of everything. And then you got Muschamp with the safeties, and you got somebody out there as a head coach who knows a little bit about secondary too. So you add all that together, and they really get some good coaching. So we'll, we'll be good back on the back end, uh, be really good back there. From Pete Tech One, do you think that you'll see more deep balls with the speed that Georgia has at wide receiver? Yeah, I think we'll see some just because of the, the running game is going to be good. And, uh, you know, you have a tendency to have those when you get some waist downs. By that, I mean second one, uh, you know, uh, third and two uh, in the red zone, something like that. You can really take a chance on when you're making a lot of first downs to, to go with some waste balls. And you got such tremendous guys like Bowers that can use his body in a crowd, but also can line up into the boundary and run a wheel route or run an angle route off of a, some kind of drive look or run a flag uh, with uh, out of two tight ends with uh, you know one of those other guys in the flat with him with a quick flag. And you know a lot of times we'll fake the quick pitch and then stand up and hit one of those guys quickly if people are trying to run support. So. I think our play-action game will be among the best in the country because our running game is going to be really powerful with those uh, gap schemes and zone schemes we run with Milton and McIntosh and Edwards, who's very quick. So we'll have an explosive passing game. From Blocker57 says, we obviously have a solid program with many strengths. What's the greatest concern for Georgia heading into 2022? Well, I'd say for sure we're solid uh, Solid as a rock. No, but I mean, really, we are solid. That's a good, good one there. But as far as concern, I would just think making sure that you don't uh, take things for granted, do what you're supposed to as far as your schoolwork, uh, working hard over the summer, staying out of trouble, not doing anything that would, could be construed as trouble. Uh, most good programs, most good companies, most good countries usually have – things that happen from within, you know what I mean? Uh, that's what happened to Roman Empire. So just don't do anything to keep this ball rolling like it is. Keep it from rolling like it is and take care of your own business. And I, I don't see any of that happening, particularly with the leadership we have from Kirby and the, and these guys are developing some leadership. And also the new coaches, as we've talked about last week, gives you a little bit more spunk because you got four new guys that are trying to learn everything, but they're bringing in new, fresh ideas, and they're also uh, motivating these guys. I mean, they know that these guys are making a decision about who's going to play, so you got to show them your wares uh, again as compared to the guy that you played for last year. So all of that's going to be good, and our schedule. I mean, unless some of these teams really have a magnificent transfer portal, I just don't see a lot of them being – a real challenge uh, and so you just got to avoid losing yourself don't beat yourself for penalties stupid mistakes and things like that but you know we, we're really setting pretty good going into next year but we got some question marks that's for sure from middle 10 dog out of the existing running backs group who could turn into the quote feature back if Munkin ever went that way yeah I think Milton is the most um just from the standpoint of his size and physicality, but certainly Kennedy Mack is a lot like uh, 
Cook last year, but maybe a little bit bigger. Either one of them could be a feature back for any team. And, yeah, I think we both of them will kind of share the load right now. Uh, I, I wouldn't say one has the edge over the other, but both are outstanding backs, good kids. I mean, you – Anybody walk up to them on the street, you'd be glad to know them as a friend, not not necessarily Georgia player. They're just very outgoing and good people. From Billy Zane, I have a child. Do you think that Todd Munkin is an elite offensive uh, coordinator slash play caller? Why or why not? He just won a national championship. I mean, uh, <laughs> got to say, any way you look at it, the fourth quarter was brilliant. You know, the way we ran the ball, the way we schemed them. Uh, we hit a second 18 for a touchdown pass. Uh, you know, a lot of good things we did throughout the year. One of the most explosive offenses in Georgia history. I would say he's elite. Uh, he doesn't have a, a record uh, resume like some coaches because he hasn't been in the elite programs as assistant coach. But uh, he, he certainly got a good background, pro professional and college. And uh, right now, I'd say he's among the top two or three in the country in college, in my opinion. We'll sneak in two more questions. This from Scuffletown Dog. He says, I listen to you guys every week. Really enjoyed your coach, uh, your breakdown coach of play action and receivers reading defense. He said it's really interesting and very informative. Who do you think is one breakout player on offense and on defense? And then he closes by saying, I'm close to your age and you still got it. Please continue what, what you're doing, and we really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks again, and may God bless you and your family, Roddy and Dane. Hey, that's nice of him. Uh, well, if he's close to my age, he's probably in a close to retirement home. So, uh, uh, But I appreciate him talking about it, uh, our program. We enjoy doing it, and as everybody knows, what we do is try to promote Georgia football and answer some of your questions. But as far as a breakout player next year, I think, offensively uh, because of the scheme we run, because of the guy that uh, is playing that position, uh, the one that George Pickens did. I think A.D. Mitchell is going to get a chance for a lot of big plays as a wide receiver and could continue to be, as he is already, a really good player. He made really big plays throughout the year for us. Defensively, Jalen Carter – I mean, there's no way you can help but say he's not the best player in, in the Southeastern Conference. Uh, maybe Will Anderson from Alabama has got a, a leg up on him because of his stats. But those would be the two, I would say, breakout players. I'm going to go uh, on defense, Coach. I'm going to go a different way for me. I can guess my ass right off the bat, Roddy, because you've been to New Orleans. Good God almighty. What do you do? <laughs> no, I just want to go. I want to – to me, Darren Carter's not a breakout. He's a known quantity. Ask about guys that lost 35 pounds last year. He asked about coaches. Go ahead. I was kidding. I would say that uh, Dumas Johnson, I think, is just – every time I hear about this guy, I hear he had like another interception in practice. This guy is just a – He's good. linebacker. He's good. He's good. I, I'm just thinking that might be a guy that not everybody knows his name yet. Oh, he wanted somebody that we hadn't heard about. I thought he said breakout. He said breakout. So that to me was kind of, you know. Yeah, he, a, he ain't doing He's good for sure. Yeah. Final question of the night. This is going to butter you up a bit, Coach. This is from Val D-U-G-A. What's says, his name? Coach, Val D-U-G-A. I'm assuming it stands for Valdosta U-G-A is my guess. All right, Valdosta. That's my guess. I don't know that for sure, but Valdi UGA says, Coach Donna was far and away the best play caller of, quote, trick plays that we've ever had. What was your secret? Well, I don't know about 
that part, but I always tried to call those plays special plays. And the reason it wasn't so much that we were trying to trick the defense, it was that we had a situation where we could do something that looked a little bit different, which to the common fan would look like a trick play. But I sold our sold our players on the fact we were only going to get to run this one time and everybody needed to do exactly right to make it work perfectly. And, you know, the really good teams – are more vulnerable to those kind of plays because you know where they're going to be. They hardly ever work against the bad teams because you never know. These guys could be out of place and you work everything right and some guy line up in the wrong position or something. So we never, never tried thought that. That's we, never tried, point. we never tried to do that much against the inferior teams. But the better teams, you know they're going to be right where they're supposed to be. And uh, we used to talk in terms of uh, – you know, a, a situation where we're going to run this special play and we're going to run it in a certain time in the game. And uh, just like we call it fake punt against Mississippi State uh, my first year, and I told Dax Langley, who was throwing the ball, I said, Dax, we got a better chance of you completing this pass to Heinz Ward than we do of you getting this punt off because they're rushing everybody and we got to take a shot. I don't care where we are on the field. We're going to fake the first damn punt of the game because I'm tired of trying to block all these guys. And we faked it, and Hines went a long way. I, I didn't think – I mean, half, I mean, excuse me, Dak's arm kept holding the ball forever like he was afraid to let it go, and he finally let it go. And we just dumped it off over the middle where all those guys left, and uh, it was a good play. But I think just the fact we tried to make it a special play and, uh, and, and, and talked in terms of special plays, but I don't know that we had the, the – uh, you know, the uh, type of thing that we were any better than anybody else. But we did have one play over the years between my my years in North Carolina, Florida State, everything. We had this one play that was 14 out of 14. And it's never not worked. And it's fake 49 toss, reverse right quarterback option. And what we would do is we'd – pitch the ball to the tailback, and then he would bring it, hand it back to Z coming back around. And if the end would take him, then he pitched it to the quarterback who had pitched it out to him. So he just kind of backed up and he dropped. But a lot of times the end would chase it and he'd just take it on down the field. 14 for 14, is, it's never not worked. So any of you want to run that play, I'll be glad to show it to you. It's the best play that I've ever run as far as 100%. Just show it to Kirby with A.D. Mitchell on there. Yeah, I don't show Kirby anything because uh, <laughs> he knows what he wants to do. I'm not into showing them anything except they'll ask me once in a while what I think and try to make me feel good, but not oh, not please. too much. But uh, hey, that next was time good, I see you, I'm going to get you to draw that play another, out. Another good play that you can always run, that always work, is take your wing back and have him start walking towards the quarterback and say, what's it on? What's the play on? What's it on? Like, you know, what's the play on? And the defense kind of looks up, and then the quarterback says, go. And we go ahead and snap the ball. So it's on go, but, you know, he's he's acting like he doesn't know the snap kind. It always works for three or four yards. So it's a good look. I like that. I do. What's it on play? <laughs> Hey, it's on go, and the ball snaps, and everybody just takes off. Yeah. Yep. So uh, that's fun to talk about them, but we've we've kept everybody up, and me too. I mean, it's, it's after nine o'clock. I'm history. 
<laughs> hey, we we'll let Coach go to bed. But it was fun to be on at night and uh, appreciate everybody. And if if there's somebody that really likes our show, that sometime you want me to talk to you, uh, tell Roddy or Dane, well, hey, I'll talk to you a little bit. Well, I don't know what we'll talk about, but uh, I enjoyed talking to Bob Anderson. He likes to play tennis too, so that was fun. So uh, let me know if there's somebody. Don't make a bill run on it where I got to talk for next three or four days, but then maybe there's somebody. We will definitely do that. And we will talk to you folks next Tuesday. Uh, this coming Saturday, Georgia has a scrimmage. So hopefully uh, some of those folks will swing by the dog event. Let us know what happened at scrimmage. We'll keep our ears open and um, try to Parents. differentiate Parents. fact from fiction. Parents will be out there. Hmm? The parents. Ah, so, no, yeah. The, the parents never tell us what happens at scrimmage. No, no, Who's no. Getting- Who's getting uh, snaps of the first team, huh? huh? Yeah. Huh? Hey, I'm exactly. you right now, these guys play a lot better than Stetson Bennett Saturday. <laughs> we'll see You're what predicting what's going to no, happen. That's why right? you tune into the show. You get the you get the unvarnished truth, Coach. Break it down. Well, I, I, I don't want to make fun of that guy that asked the question because he was it was definitely no, that's what he was hearing. And it was he came he's here. They're in the right thing because they are playing better than him. Because they're playing. Yeah. Hey, yeah. UJ Alum 95 is one of our uh, – he gives us a good he's, question. I give him credit. He's exactly right. He's yeah. right. So, uh, and that's the point. That's why you tune into the show. So, tune in next Tuesday at noon. We will be able to break – I'm sure there will be a lot of hot hey, uh, rumors going Tuesday, on. Next Tuesday at noon, we'll have a new national champion in basketball, men's and women's. Uh, yeah. It's going to be great. Uh and, and shout out to Josh Brooks for having uh, two lo- having lost both his basketball coaches and having them replaced pretty damn quick. Took two yeah, coaches I mean, from Josh the state of Florida. Josh has done well with these uh, all the hires. You know, going back to track and soccer and uh, softball. Uh, great. Uh, I'll tell you another thing that's good today. See Coach Lamb out there, uh, 85 years old. Really? That's uh, was awesome. out there. Got a sense to say hello. His uh, grandson, Trades, a head coach at Gardner-Webb, and he was there watching practice today along with Joseph Selfo, who's uh, – I remember the night Joseph Selfo was born up in Huntington, West Virginia. Coach Selfo and Nancy were there, and uh, and Joseph now is an offensive line coach for, uh, Jordan, for uh, Gardner-Webb. And uh, – Impressive to see both those guys out there. And I know Coach Lamb was glad to see his son. But Ray Lamb's done a lot for Georgia football, high school and college. He's He's been a good man. Yeah, Coach Lamb is a legend, as is Coach Selfo. So we appreciate both of them. Hey, Coach, I just want a yes or no answer on this, and we can tease it for next week if you indeed have one. Do you have a good Coach K story? Mike Krzyzewski? Yeah. Yeah, I got one. He chaps my ass. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it at that. If Duke wins the national he championship. Ran me out of, he ran me out of Cameron Indoor Stadium. I was just coming in there to uh, – I'll tell you about that. If if Duke wins the title – oh, if maybe if Duke loses the title. That's when we need to get the surly. Yeah. Everybody needs to go for Chapel Hill High in this game. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I, that's the tease. There is Whatever happens in the Final Four, there is a Jim Donnan story about Coach K he's coming good, next week. He's a good coach, but I'm going to tell you, the best coach in the country, Gino Ariema. The guy's going to his 14th straight Final Four. Can you believe I mean, unreal. 14th straight. I've, I've been to Final Fours with Gino there. 
That man does. He's a, he's a, he's a good man too. He's, uh, yeah, he's a good guy. All right, talk to you folks next Tuesday. Uh, shout out to our podcast sponsors, Athens Ford, Your Pie, Academia Brewing Company, and Dead Soxy. We appreciate them sponsoring the show, and we appreciate you for watching. We'll see you next week.